This week, we're talking about backup workflows for traveling, and you're listening to the Landscape Photography Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. So this week, I wanted to talk about something that I think we haven't covered before. Maybe we have, and I'm not remembering it. I wanted to talk a little bit about travel workflows as far as backing up photos, editing while on the road, stuff like that. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. It's something that I get asked a lot, so I figured it might be a good topic of conversation. Before we jump in, I want to remind you guys of a couple things. First of all, if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, it's where we get future ideas for shows and future ideas for guests to bring on the show. Uh, speaking of guests, we have some cool ones coming up here in the very near future, so stay tuned for that. But over on the Facebook group, it's a great way to keep the conversation going. I often feel like this is a, a one-way conversation <laughs> where I don't get, I'm talking at you guys rather than talking with you guys. And the Facebook group allows it to be a two-way conversation. And for that reason, I really love going in there and just seeing what people are saying and giving feedback on work and all of that stuff. So make sure you're a member of the Facebook group if you're interested in partaking in the conversation. The second thing is, if you have not already reviewed the show on whatever platform you listen to, now we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher. We're available on a, a bunch of different platforms. So if you haven't reviewed the show on whatever platform you're listening to this, I would greatly appreciate it. It does help us reach new listeners. And new listeners is always a good thing for a show. So if you could take a few seconds and do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys. Okay, so with that, let's jump into this week's episode where we talk about travel workflows. So when I'm going on a big, important photo trip, there's several things that I do to make sure that I'm protecting the, the images that I'm spending all of this money or traveling all of this way, all of these miles to go get. The first and most simple thing that you can do to protect your photos is to use two SD cards. All of my cameras have two SD card slots. And I like that because I can use two different card slots and if I happen to damage a card or lose a card or have a card fail, I have a backup plan. I have those photos on two different cards. It's not so important when you're just going on a casual shoot in your local neighborhood, but when you fly across the world or when you go on a once in a lifetime photo trip, there is nothing worse than misplacing or having a card get damaged. It happens all the time. SD cards are very fragile things. I've destroyed several of them. I've never really had one fail. Actually, I take that back. I have had one fail. More often than not, I either am losing them or damaging them. It can happen, and it's nice to have a backup copy. So using two SD cards and writing raw files to both of those is something that I always, always recommend. So at the end of a travel day, let's say I've gone out, I've taken photos throughout the day, I go back to my hotel or go back to my campsite. The very first thing that I try to do at the end of every day when I'm being diligent and not lazy 
is I back up those photos onto an external hard drive. So typically what I'm doing for that is I insert the card into my laptop and I use Lightroom to import into a folder that is on that portable external hard drive. So my workflow for putting those photos on that external so my workflow for putting those photos on an external hard drive is I use Lightroom on my on my laptop that I'm traveling with to import those photos onto that external drive. So first let's talk about the hard drive that I'm using. I use a Samsung solid state one terabyte hard drive. Solid state external drives are crazy expensive, but they are nice because they are really fast, really light, really portable, they travel really well and they're pretty much indestructible. So in my opinion, they're worth it just because there's no moving parts, they don't require any kind of power, and they're just so fast. I can totally edit off of it, no problem, with a USB-C 3.0 connection. So that's what I've been using for all of my backup. When I travel, I'm typically only backing up just to the external drive and then never reformatting my cards. That way I do have two copies of all of my photos. So to put that media on that external drive, I'm typically using Lightroom. So I will create a folder structure on that hard drive, typically with the, the top folder being titled the name of the trip. So, you know, Kauai 2019 or whatever. And then I will import all of my photos, all of my video, and all of my audio and drone stuff inside of that folder. Keeping in mind that I'm, I'm going to probably want to use the same folder structure once I take stuff back and put it on my main computer. So I try to keep my folder structure system the same. So importing through Lightroom is just a tiny bit slower because I'm often culling or doing a little bit of post-processing on the road. It, it totally makes sense for me to use Lightroom to import because it's already in my Lightroom catalog and I can kind of sift through the photos of the day and stuff. So that's why I use Lightroom to import rather than just drag and drop. But if you happen to be somebody that does not travel with a laptop or does not plan to process any photos on the trip, there are other solutions for backing your stuff up. For example, Narbox is something that I've used in the past and I plan on using again in the near future where essentially you plug in your SD card, connect to an external drive, and then it just automatically imports and backs up all of your photos. Narbox itself is a hard drive, but you can connect it to other hard drives. That way you're not filling up the Narbox itself. It's a pretty useful tool, can be a little bit pricey, but it's really nice because it takes the place of a laptop. So you don't have to travel with a laptop to back up your photos. You can just plug your SD card or your CF card into this Narbox and then it'll back up to it either itself or another external hard drive. I've had pretty good luck with it, but because when I'm traveling, it's often during workshops where I have to do some post-processing anyways, for me, it just makes more sense to travel with a laptop and to have those photos available for post-processing sessions and stuff like that. So I should say that it does not have to be a solid state hard drive that you're backing up to. It can be a spinning drive, but the problem with spinning drives is that they're a little bit more vulnerable to dam getting damaged when traveling because there's moving spinning parts on the inside. And if they take a really violent fall or get knocked around a lot, some of those spinning parts can get damaged and then they don't function properly. And once they're dead, they're dead. 
for that reason, I've switched over to solid state drives, plus solid state drives are faster. So I don't have to have a version on my laptop, which will fill up my laptop because it doesn't have tons of space on it, which will slow down my laptop as well. So I keep everything on that external drive. It's fast enough to process off of. And then once I get home, well, let's talk about the import process once I get home. So once I've got home from a trip, I will take that drive, I will plug it into my computer, and then I can just import right off of that external hard drive. That way I'm not go having to go through all of my different SD cards and import off of each of those cards. Because a lot of times I'm dealing with like six or seven different SD cards because I have one camera for video, one camera for photo, I have a drone, I have audio as well. That can get really annoying to have so many different cards to import from. And then sometimes you forget one and you don't realize it till several days after. There's too much potential for screw up there. So what I like to do is have all of my media on that external drive. That way I plug in that external drive and I can import everything all at once from one place. And I can maintain that same folder structure that I started off with while traveling. So I can keep things very uniform, very clean and organized. So like I said, when I'm traveling, oftentimes I, I need to post process on the road, not because I like it, <laughs> because I much prefer to process on my big, powerful computer at home with the calibrated monitor that I really like and my big Wacom tablet. Um, I much prefer to process everything for real at home. But because I'm teaching workshops or giving presentations and stuff, I, I have to post process on the road, whether I like it or not. So for that reason, I finally upgraded my laptop. My current laptop is a 15 inch Dell XPS and it's pretty much specced out. It has 32 gigs of RAM, it's got a i7 processor, a nice graphics card. And what's nice about this laptop is first of all, it's not as slow as my previous one, but I can also edit video on the road as well, which is really nice to get started on a video edit while I'm still out there and I can actually tell if I need more footage or not. So that part of it's nice. But the main reason I got this laptop is because it, it gets really embarrassing to be teaching a post-processing lesson and then to have a really slow computer that's like lagging and really struggling to create new layers and luminosity mass. That, that got really annoying. And so I invested in this nice laptop. But like I said, I'm at home. I'm always using a Wacom tablet. I suddenly feel very handicapped when I try to use a mouse or a touchpad. So I finally had to go out and find a tablet solution that travels well because the Wacom Medium Pro does not travel well at all. So I ended up getting this Bluetooth connected pen tablet from Wacom. It's, it's not the smallest of the travel tablets. I think it's, the, it's considered the medium. It's like an eight inch or something like that. And it's okay. It does the job. It's not nearly as good as the, the pro, but I do travel with that because I am just so used to a, a, a pen tablet for a lot of sliders and things like that. I still have to use the touchpad just because the, the sensitivity on that small Wacom pen tablet isn't good enough. But when it comes to painting and adjustments or painting on a layer mask, the Wacom pen tablet is awesome. So if you do travel a lot, they are worth it, I think, especially if you're used to like a Wacom tablet or something. So something else that I utilize when I'm traveling a lot is cloud backup. And it's not cloud backup for my raw files as much as it is for my finished edits. So if I'm traveling and I do an edit that I'm actually comfortable with, 
I can upload that finished photo to my Google Drive account where I have all of my finished photos. That way I can access at any time from any computer or a phone all of my finished work pretty much or all of my recent finished work. This isn't for full size for print stuff. This is mostly just web-sized images because there's a lot of times when you're traveling and you want to post to Instagram or you want to, you know, somebody asks for examples of work from a particular region because they're looking for a print or something. You can send them examples of your work, whatever it is. It's nice to be able to access those finished edits from any device. So the way that I set that up is I have my Google Drive account. I have it on my phone. I have it on my laptop. I have it on my desktop. And then when I finish an edit, I have just a folder structure where I have finished photos. And then inside of that, I have everything organized by region. So Pacific Northwest, Palouse, Iceland, Hawaii, that way at any time I can go and I can dig through all of my photos and I can fairly quickly find a photo that I'm looking for to either post or share to social media. Or if I finish an edit while editing on the road, I can upload that photo into the correct folder inside Google Drive and then I'll be able to instantly access that uh, from my phone or from my home computer. Using Google Drive and other cloud storage like Dropbox or something is really useful when you're traveling. It's just really nice to be able to access all of that stuff when you're traveling. So when I am traveling and the edits that I actually do, I like to be able to go back and, and re-access those sometimes. Because a lot of times those edits are just kind of an idea of like, well, what would I do to this photo? It's almost like a brainstorming session where you just quickly go through a concept edit of different things that you'll do. Most of my for real photos, they're all processed in Photoshop. But when I'm just, you know, messing around with a concept, a lot of times I'll just quickly use Lightroom because it's fast and it's non-destructive, whatever. But what's cool is that when you're traveling and you're doing all of these concept edits, all of those edits get saved in the sidecar files. That way, when you import off of this external drive, you'll be able to reaccess all of that stuff. So you can go through and you can cull your images. You can star rate. If you wanted to, you could get rid of some of the images that are just total garbage. And it's nice to be able to do some of that work while you're traveling. And you have a lot of times you have a lot of time where you're just hanging out in a tent or in a hotel room. Also, if I do an edit where I'm working inside of Photoshop, or maybe I do a full edit that I'm really happy with while I'm traveling, I make sure that I save that stuff to that same external drive, that same folder structure. That way, files get imported at the same time once I get home to my main computer. So I can go in and I can re-access those concept, quick concept edits in Lightroom, and I can kind of see what I was thinking, as well as those full finished edits that I might have done inside of Photoshop. So then once I get home, I import all of that stuff into my, into my computer. I back that stuff up into my NAS system. And that's pretty much the end for me because at this time, I do not have cloud storage for the bulk of my media just because I have so much of it. I have probably 20 terabytes that I would have to upload and that's going to take a very long time. So I haven't done that third prong of my backup just yet. Kids don't do this at home because <laughs> I, I really need to. Someday I'll probably have some kind of um, sad story about how I lost all of my data. So don't, don't do what I do. Do it better. Make sure that you guys have cloud storage as well. So that pretty much is my workflow. I shoot on multiple SD cards. I backup, or at least I try to backup every day while on the road. 
onto an external hard drive. I try to keep that folder structure consistent and organized. And then once I get home, I import all of the all of that media as well as any concept edits that I might have done into my main computer. And then I back it up onto a NAS system. I'll put links in the show notes to the different gear that I've mentioned in this episode, uh, namely the the Wacom tablet, the laptop that I use, if you're interested in that, the hard drive that I use, as well as the Narbox that I mentioned, if you're interested in taking a look at that stuff. So that's what I got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye.